Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. This is 2016. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. You know what? I just thought about something. This is my third year going on Compton Politics. Congratulations to myself. I'm hearing the crowd going crazy. I'm hearing the people trying to bust through the door. Hey, keep them back, y'all. Keep them back. Tell them I'll be out in a minute. No, but, uh, yeah, this Compton Politics this is my third year. I'm excited about this year coming up. It's going to be exciting interviews this year. I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to bring excitement and information. Uh, uh, um, oh, I'm just going to bring the heat this year. You know what I mean? We're growing. We're getting large. We're going to even, we're going to the galaxy now. First we were talking about worldwide. Now we say galaxy. It's really the galaxy now because it's 2016. Um, running the, the new year. It was wonderful. I'm here. I hope everybody had a prosperous new year. Uh, those who uh, didn't get enough for Christmas, it ain't my fault. <laughs> Tonight's guest is a legend, extraordinaire. He's been wrote a lot of music and wrote a lot of, wrote a lot of songs. Uh, he's not on the line yet, but uh, I'm waiting on him. So I'm going to play with the time a little bit and uh, see what's going on out here with these people. You know, I'm really excited. It might not sound like it, but I am excited because this is my third year on Compton Politics. Uh, I got a lot of special guests that's going to be coming up. I think I got Cool Boy coming up. On the, uh, he's a, a Compton Pop Locker. Um, I have Larry Hattrick tonight. He's from the P-Flow, George Clinton. He's a horny horn. He plays the trumpet. He travels around with Prince. Uh, he's played for James Brown for the horns. Um, he's on all the songs with the original George Clinton and the P-Funk, Funkadelics. He's a part of that. Um, he then wrote songs for Boys and Men, the song Mama. He wrote that song, uh, which the Boys and Men did not even like that song, but the song with, what, triple, quadruple platinum. Larry Hatchet had a lot to do with that song. You know, they, uh, Boys and Men was actually his group. Um, Ohio Players, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, like I said, he was on tour. When, remember when Prince was on tour with the 30 days, 45 days tour? He was the guy who was playing a trumpet on stage with him. So he still played with James Brown. And, oh, my, this dude is like the master at the game. You know what I mean? He's cool. He's one of my closest, 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 closest friends. And um, he was willing just to come on out and, you know, help uh, Compton Politics with T25CL.com. Got his talk radio. Start off a great year. Like I say, right now, I've got the phone with him. Uh, he's taking care of some personal business. But I know he's going to not, you know, he's going to show up. 
So just and bear with you. Yeah. This is Roslyn, Zoe. We do have a caller on mine. It might be him. Okay. Caller, are you there? Okay. Maybe it's not. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, all you callers out there, I know you're out there on the computer listening. You might be easing. Somewhere, somehow, I know people be listening in. I don't know how they be listening in, but appreciate everybody calling in, listening in. If you don't want to say nothing, we appreciate that, too. Silence is a virtue. So, uh, you know, we hear you. We hear your breathing. We know you're there. Uh, we see you on the line. You got a line lit up, so we see what city you're calling from. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things going on out here in society. A lot of different laws have changed uh, just overnight. So you got to go check out what's going on out there with these new laws out there. You know, don't get caught up thinking that it's cool to do certain things, and it's not. So go check out your new laws that didn't change out here, you know, so you won't be getting caught up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's been going on in the news? Are we lost in the, uh, let's give it up. Let's say, you know what I mean, give it up for Natalie Cole. No, that's another legend. This legend that's coming on tonight, going to be able to speak on Natalie Cole. And that's why I'm kind of glad he's coming tonight, because we're going to kind of dedicate the show to her, uh, because she was a legend. She's from up all out of Los Angeles. I think she was one. You know, she was, I knew she was raised in Los Angeles. I know that for a fact. I used to help watch her son back in, like, the 80s, early, early 80s, like 80, 81, uh, guy named Donnie used to watch her son, you know, was at St. Andrews Park, give it up for Donnie, you know, if he's still alive. I ain't seen him in about 30 years, 37 years, but uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to Natalie Cole, one of the greatest singers of all times in my book. You know what I'm saying? She did have some personal problems, but she dealt with these problems. She dealt with those issues. She was a functional drug addict. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not putting her, but she was a functional drug addict. She was functioning. You know, she she lived her life and she just, just she loved what she done. She didn't want to be bothered. Did nobody really bother Natalie Cole? For one minute, you know, people talked about her and spoke about her, but they really didn't press the issue because I think her because of her father, he was a great, 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 great man, and it kind of like helped simmer the negativity about her, about her problem. You know, and then she had a, a, a great family background, you know, a great, a great family that supported her through her problems. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just give it up to Natalie Cole tonight. Let her rest in peace. Um, go out and buy her music. Still support her, you know, because she's here in spirit. She's our window. We want to hear something. Uh, she's our ancestor. So we can go to her still. Uh, uh, like I said, rest in peace, Nicole. Not Nicole. Sorry about that. I was thinking about probably the lady name of Nicole. <laughs> Excuse me. This is Pop25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Um, Roslyn, how are you doing, Roslyn? I see you on the line. Are you still on the line? I am. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm here. Um, just yeah, uh, reminiscing with my sister, Natalie Cole. You know, I was looking at a, a video just yesterday of her and Whitney Houston. Uh, singing a song, and, you know, it just brought back, you know, the, the memories and how great these women were within the music industry and, and as individuals and how, you know, they shared all their great talent and the music that was brought forth into this world with just these two women alone. 
so you know it's a, a great loss you know but their their memory will always you know be there uh with us continually you know uh yeah. just we just like we lost uh middle lark lemon middle lark lemon and the legend of the uh, harlem globe Trotters, you know he 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 was it you know and uh and he's uh gone as well so we lost a few people um this year Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm doing good, though. I mean, we're looking for great things happening within T25CL uh, as well. You know, it's um, uh, you always want to plan for great things coming up. And we have, a, a, you know, even for my show, I mean, I'm booked up to February. And if people are just doing such great things. I, I met a harpist. I met an, an author. I met... A, a doctor, an iridologist uh, who can tell exactly what is your ailment just by looking in your eyes. They do a, a specific exam that they're able to, that he's able to look into your eye uh, and tell you exactly what is going on with your body health-wise. So, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be some great, great talk that's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's exciting. You know, this, this year is going to bring a, a new adventure, uh, not only for T25CL, but I'm sure for yourself as well with your album and what's going on with you. And, you know, even for myself, I'm getting ready to get this second album of mine out and get it out there and then, uh, you know, do possibly do some performing as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rosalind is a, is a guardian angel for T25. You know what I mean? She's keeping it going. She's keeping that machine going here and Andre and the whole 225 family. I'm going to go ahead and try to get in contact with uh, my boy Larry Hatcher real quick. You know what I mean? So if y'all hear me moving around and talking at the same time because I'm trying to go ahead and catch up with I guess. Um, trying to find out where is he at. Yeah, and uh, also I just wanted to mention, you know, you see how the president is trying to, uh, put these laws down and put the, bring down the hammer on, uh, you know, gun control. And uh, a lot of those things are happening, too. You know, this our nation is going through a change. This world is going through a change uh, with so much happening in, you know, the politics. I mean, uh, wow. That's a whole different arena right there within itself. We talk about politics and these individuals running for the presidency and it's uh, just so much going on, and you're just wondering what what is really going on with this world, you know? And uh, but like I said, I was listening to Whoopi Goldberg today. She said, you know, you just got to just get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. If you don't vote, then you're not making a difference, you know? We hey, have to- wait a minute. What do you think about what do you think about Bill Cosby? Oh, you know. That was a, that was something else I saw. They made a comparison with between him and oh man, what's the boy's name? Oh my God, his name just went shot out the out the out the that white boy that that just found out he had AIDS and he's been sleeping with all these women and Ox. knew he had it. Huh? Michael J. Fox. I'm sorry. Michael J. Fox. No, 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 not Michael J. Fox. 
Michael J. Fox is the one with the um, the the Parkinson's disease. No, it was another. That other boy that's on that. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Charles, Charles. Oh, what's the the Charles guy? Yeah, well, you know what you want to talk about. Yeah. yeah, he's he's one of them crazy ones that you know he just he's all over the place, all over the news. Uh, Charlie, oh, man. Charlie Sheen. Huh? Charlie Sheen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, something, something. So now look, look, uh, and I, this is just my opinion. They got him, Scott Free running around, knowing he has AIDS, got him on TV shows and all this kind of good stuff, knowing he's giving these women's AIDS. Even his last girlfriend didn't know he had it. She, he didn't tell her she had it, that he had it. Uh, something of that nature. Uh, but the thing of it is, when you get down to best tax, um, now, he's scot-free, and Bill Cosby, uh, these women, like this, like they said today, you know, these women knew they, what they were getting into. They knew, you know, exactly about, you know, what, what's going on with him, and then yet still, um, they're, they're, they're bringing down the, he was the father of America years ago. Bill Cosby was the father of America. And now what's going on? Why are they bringing him down like that? And they're saying that this woman now um, was, had, uh, was allegedly told by Bill Cosby that the pills she was taking was herbals, some herbal pills. So that's her story against his. We don't know. Like they say, let this stuff go to trial. Let the truth get out and just, just get done with it. You know, because it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense to me. But that's just well, my so, opinion. You know, the way I analyze it was, I analyze it like this. I'm like, okay, it was over 50 women who said this. And you got to, you got to imagine this. Back in those days, Bill Cosby was the man. He was the go-to guy back in those days if you was trying to get in the industry. It didn't matter. Bill Cosby was the man back. I could just imagine back in that day. In order to get in the industry, you had to go through Bill Cosby. And all the women knew, they had to know. Word had to be the word. Girl, if you want to get in the game, you got to go kick it with Bill Cosby, regardless if you give him loving or not. You have to go kick it with Bill Cosby so he can say your name wherever he go. And when Bill Cosby mentioned your name, that means you're in the game. Now, whatever position Bill Cosby played at that game at that time, he's paying for it now. Somebody didn't like that back then because he probably had all the women because he was in position to say Bill Cosby could get you in the game, just like now. Getting Hollywood, some of the great things you got to do to really get in Hollywood, you got to go to the right person. Else if you don't, he's not going to put a good word in for you at all. And it was kind of like Bill Cosby was in that position. So I think he kind of messed up for himself, if, you know, if he did with him. And there was a position. It was only a position he had. It wasn't like he was just out there. Uh, they never came on to him. They wanted to meet him. You got to understand, he met them at a hotel room. How did you meet 50, how did you meet 50 women at a hotel room? Yeah. Sometimes I mean, they had to know. He had to be the man back in those days. He, they went there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They went there. Yep. Okay, look, though, uh, pull back a little bit from your mic because you're distorting just a little bit. 
Um, but it uh, looks like we do have um, a, a caller online. Let's see if we can get him online. Uh, caller, you there? This is Joe Knowledge. The West is woke. Nope. What's up, Joe? All right. What up, what up, Joe? What you got going on, man? What's cracking, man? What's percolating, man? What's, what's, you know, I know you're out there. I know you're out there in the streets, and I know you got some information on something. I mean, you got to bring it new this time. You got to bring something new to T25 two, 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 today, come from politics, something that we ain't heard. You know what I mean? Because um, we always can use a little knowledge for about, you know, for like a commercial break. You feel me? Because this is T25CF.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I am excited tonight. I am waiting on my guest. Sorry for the tardiness of my guest. He was taking care of some of his personal business, which I understand. You know how the superstars are. It's even hard to get them on. Once we get on them on the phone, we know Compton Politics is off and running for 2016. Like I said, it's Compton Politics, C25CL.com, Talk Radio. Uh, what's up, Joe Knowledge? Happy New Year's, happy Haitian Independence Day, and uh, it's over with, but happy Kwanzaa. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there, the movement, the adjustment, the the quality of life. Would you say earth, humans, and animals? That's how you pay your tithes, right? Animals. That's right. Can you, can you give a little history on that, a little... A little uh, uh, information for people can get a good year started with this. What you want to say? What's the what's some enlightenment that you can tell people on how to get the year started, bro? Give us a little three minute spit. Well, every day is the first day of the rest of your life, and you can choose to look at it how you want. I studied many cultures, many timelines, many languages. You can call it what you want, but the whole world is fifty fifty. You can call it God and devil, Allah and Jinn, good and evil, angels and demons, positive and negative. You can call it what you like versus what you don't like, what you're glad you have, what you're mad you don't have, what you believe you can do, what you believe you can't do, because either way, you're pulling from one of those frequencies. That was the whole purpose of the feather and the heart. Those were different frequencies. What weighs the heart down? Anger, madness, sadness, doubt, regret, remorse, fear, envy, jealousy, revenge. What makes the heart light as a feather? Love, sharing, joy, giving, forgiving, patting people on the back, counting your blessings, being an inspiration to others, joy, love, you know, et cetera. <clears throat> so it's like, what are you going to focus on? Because your focus becomes your reality. See, we can create on all levels, whether it's a low frequency or a high frequency. When they teach us to pray, they tell us to be thankful. That's causing you to think of something that makes you happy, which raises you to your highest frequency. Then they say, prayers, God has already done it for you. At that moment, you should be visioning yourself at that high frequency, doing it. Ooh, you see it. You know it. You see it. And then you watch it roll out like a video camera. Now, a lot of people equate that to religion, but in reality, it was written in stone that you have that ability. That's the reason why we create every trend and fad there is. Nothing bad ever happened in your life. The only thing bad happened... But the things you decided to turn around and look back at and say was bad. See, we say paying your tithes is giving back to man, plant, and animal. Food, water, shelters, a glass of water, a place to sleep, or just being an inspiration to others because God is the almighty all and exists in everything. And when you give back to those individualized expressions of the all, 
that's equivalent to giving back to God, and they think about the good you did for them, they're sending you that good karma whether you're alive or dead. That's why we celebrate life. You can't kill a spirit. A spirit never dies. You just gain more spiritual power. Somebody to hold you, keep you safe, cover you, whisper to you, open up doors for you. A lot of times the voices you think are yours, but they're really not. It's just because you hear that voice. But how you can tell the difference? When they tell you something, when I say ancestor, I'm talking about loved ones, known and not known. There's people pulling for you that met you when you was born but moved on before you got old enough to recognize them, and they're still pulling for you. When you say, uh, 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 um, when they whisper to you how you can tell the difference between their voice and yours, is everything they say be 150% correct. Sometimes we call it intuition. We call it hindsight or whatever the case, you know, whatever we might want to name it. But that's how you can tell the difference. And after a while, you will recognize the difference between logic and intuition and, and, and love being spoken to you. Like, hey, don't walk across that street. Hey, don't people get out the door, out that car. You better wash their hands. I had a, 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 a incident a week ago when my mom sent me to the store at, at 1130 at night. And it was during that time with the 100 days and 100 nights. And, uh, I was, I, my, my intuition always told me, or uh, I say my ancestors always told me uh, to walk on the other side of the street till I get to where I'm going, then cross over, because the apartment building is on that side, and the police and the, and the criminals are always looking for people on that side. So I followed that normal uh, pattern, and uh, I, I was on the left side when I seen two cars pull up. Now, in my first instant, my conscious mind said the first car slowed up, and the second car had to slow up because of the first car. So I, I, I said to my, I heard the voice in my head say, hey, you better pay attention to them two cars, and my vision was directed to both cars. Now, at first, I didn't think both the cars were together, but my mind told me they were. I said, if they get out them cars, and my mind was looking like imagining them getting out the cars, and they was kind of bent down a little bit, and their guns was by their knees, you know, like coming, coming up like, like they're about to raise up. That's the vision in my head was going on. And if they come out that car, you better watch what's in their hands. And I said, hey, people always pull up right there. That's what I'm telling myself. And then the, the voice said, all right, while you talking to me, you better be looking for your escape route. And I looked to the left, and I seen the two driveways. I said, okay, if I have to, I can run that way. So I went back and said to myself, well, you know, but cars always pull up right there. They said, all right, I ain't going to tell you no more. You better watch what's in their hands. And then the voice cut off. And I took a few more steps, like, doo 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 looking at my phone. I seen the car take off, but I couldn't see who it was. I took a few more steps. My mom was in the driver and said, dang, what was that about? I said, I don't know. Now, I'm directly across the street, so now I'm coming across the street corner. She said, I said, what? She said, they were staring at you awfully hard. I said, huh? And I looked to the left. She said, yeah, they was looking at you. They looked at me. Then they looked at the, uh, the, the older Mexican guy walking across the street, and then they just pulled off. As soon as I got ready to put my foot on the on the on the curb, I said, "Oh, that's they always pull up right here." As soon as I put my foot down, I heard pow, 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 pow. This is recently I'm talking about pow, pow. Running, I'm not running, but I started moving real fast. And I told my mom that was in front of me, "Don't walk, run." And they're like they shooting. I talked to the guy down the street after the police came. He said he had never game bang in his life. He just got off work. And uh, he was calling himself picking up trash out the front yard when he got out of his car. And they pulled out and jumped out and just started shooting at him and then fired a couple of rounds in my direction. So when I say you don't lose nobody, you gain more spiritual power, uh, uh, um, 
that's one of the reasons why we celebrate life, because no matter how long or how short someone's in your life, you've been exposed to a spiritual energy that's going to help you or you can call on. Um, all I, say I, like is that. I like that. I like that. That's real powerful. I, I like that information. Um, like I say, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm so excited that my boy called tonight, Joe Knowledge. He can spit game at you. I don't know if he got a number you can get in contact with if you want to try to hear even more on what's going on out here as far as that that knowledge he got. Um, I have a question, though. Can I, can I spit out a question? Hi, Joe. This is Roslyn. Hello, hello. Happy New Year to you, my brother. Good day to you. You know, um, what you spoke right now is just it, it's, it's spirit-led intuition, um, that, that, that leaning of the mind. Um, but you know what? There's a lot of times when we find that so many people do not follow that instinct. So many people have lost their lives, have lost their loved ones because they do not recognize that voice, that still small voice in their head telling them the right, right from wrong. Um, even after um, they've gone through whatever situation it is, uh, that voice still comes back to them and says, now, see, I told you, look out next time, or I told you. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to, you need to listen to me. I won't, guard, I won't uh, guide you in the wrong direction if you just listen to me. And and you say, like, it's spiritual. I'm a Christian. I know it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to me every, you know, every day. He's your, your counselor, your, 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 your mentor, your, your, that still small voice in your head that tells you right from wrong. But as the human nature, as it is, um, we want to do it our own way. You know, we we have that free will that we just go this way and instead of going right, we go left. Uh, instead of going around the block, we go straight down the, down the street kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking that's, about. That's the beauty of our ancient knowledge is that they teach us to recognize that. See, we've been flying blind and didn't know it. You know, we've been, the ancestors have been helping us the whole time. It's like when we go somewhere and not knowing how we're going to get gas, get in, get back, but we go at an open frequency and all the doors open up. But then you try to go next week with somebody vibing on the low frequency with doubt and fear, like we ain't going to be able to do it. Well, I don't mean defeat, but it's a rough road. You know, it don't be as smooth as it was. <clears throat> we have the ability to literally think things into existence. That's why I was talking about the skills of my eye and what you focus on and what becomes your reality and how we can change it, how we can use the energy of the ancestors to really help us. And how you and when you think of an ancestor, you bring them near. So so when you wonder which one is helping you and you think about that person that was good in that area, see, Jesus is technically an ancestor. So we can call on for his strength and courage that he's known for. But anybody that's passed away, a loved one that's passed away is also an ancestor who we can do the same. Come on, Grandma, I need that strength to help me with these kids. See, we used to do this, yeah. but we've been to not do that no more. Now we give it all to a name that's made up and, and a fictional, mythological, terrible story, which has meaning, real true meaning to it. That's why it resonates with us. But, but in reality, we done took away the power from the people who has died and gave birth and, 
and to to our to to even us for us to even make it this far. We don't pay homage to to the plus that laid their blood. That's why the black, red, and green flag was made because of the blood that was shed by our ancestors for for the journey that it took us to get to this point. Well, we're in the, one of the blessed points we can be at at this moment. All our people made it through. We here. We here. We can we can change this right now just by teaching them the two or three generations of of kids on truth instead of instead of myth, if you will. <laughs> hey, you do me a favor. Let me do me a favor. We was talking earlier. Break it down to what the deuces is. Well, you know, I, I always tell him, uh, uh, you know, how far down a rabbit hole do you want to go? And it's a lot of stuff. I want you to go real far down a rabbit hole. Because it's like a big pill to swallow, you know, and, you know, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings because that's why my job is to spark people interest in wanting to research and think and research and think. My job is to get you to think. Like, wait a minute, he said this. Well, what else do I not know? Because um, in a European concept, for lack of better words, I can use right now. So believe me, I'm just using a European terminology right now. But our equivalent to being saved is seeking knowledge. They, they said our, uh, uh, God's nickname is knowledge. If you seek him, he reveal himself to you. But if you don't, he can't. If you think you know everything and ain't too much more you need to learn in life, I've got enough information right here where you sound like every teenager ever ran across who thinks it ain't too much more to learn in life. You literally disconnect yourself from the creator when you do that. Now, when you're seeking a higher understanding of life and God and, and, and revelations and he's revealing stuff to you, that's because you're connected. You're connected to the source. The revelations will be yours. The journey is yours. I can't teach you really anything. I can only share with you what I've, what I've discovered. Uh, I can only point in a direction to go in. When they say know thyself, that's what was on the walls. You. Not hey. it, but you. Hey. hey, hey, Joe, I want you to hit up what you said, though, man. I got you on that. I wanted you to hit up. Yeah, ask me the question because I get going. Ask the right. question. Okay. Remember what you said from the deuces to the. Oh, the, uh, oh the etymology of words. Okay. Uh, um. Well, so remember, you said, remember you said from the I, good I, to the bad. Maybe you said from the I, from from Jesus all the way to the devil. So I, I, I want you I, to I say this real quick. Um, the English language is called an equivocal language. It's the only language that you have to look up the root root word to actually find the true meaning of the word. Now there's a video called Yaffa Bay. Y a f f a b e y. Yaffa Bay. It's called How to Use a Dictionary. As simple as that sounds. You you got to check it out. See, they broke down some of these different words that we've been using on a day-to-day basis, like the word nice. He's the reason I went out and bought a Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, uh, 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 which is a dictionary for the Bible. I went and bought the oldest uh, Webster I could find, which is a 1957 Webster Dictionary. And they said, your dictionary is not a dictionary unless it has brackets. Now, the brackets is the root word for the word you're looking up. Everything else you're reading is called fluff or slang, or whatever you want to call it, the new, what it means now. But what the original meaning of the word is always in brackets. Um, the word nice really means ignorant, not knowing, stupid, gullible. And we've been real nice as a nation of people. Um, the yeah, word Jesus, 
Yeah, come, come to that. Go, go to that thing, though, bro. You're going to go off. You're going to go off what I want you to do for me, brother. You got to go ahead. You got to go ahead and hit it up. You're going to fall off on me. He's making me do this. I don't like to do this, but the word Jesus, the root word. See, I had to let you know what I was doing before I got there anyway. But the root word for Jesus was Zeus. The root word for Zeus was Zeus. Now, I was telling him, coincidentally, I'm from a motorcycle club called the Deuces, and I said that's why they say them damn deuces are them damn devils. That's a little slang for it because the word, the root word for deuce is devil. Right. So that is very, very you, interesting to me because we walk around saying deuces, but you really right. And when I, I found this out within the last few months, right, within the last year or so, and uh, I'm like, you know, wow. But if you notice, though, I don't worship that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm part of it, but I don't click. I'm not a, a, a matter of fact, they, they, I'm, I'm the last person to know anything, and I like it like that way because, I mean, I wasn't in it. I wasn't part of it. I didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm a DJ photographer, and that's it. <laughs> and I like to ride motorcycles. I'm in it for the hobby for it. But, uh, so, look, I know I'm waiting on Larry Hatcher. You know, I know he's kind of tied up, but I know. But the whole thing, I'm glad we got on the subject like, how many things out there that that we don't know about that we out here saying that's that's really negative? You know what I'm saying? About, like, like, and, I, and I even use the word. You know, I even use the word deuces, and I don't even know that this actually give a praise about, to the devil. How about how about the words that they demonize, but really are are are, are contributed to something positive, right? Like the biggest controversy. I think I spoke it on the show back in back in our early days. And uh, the word nigga, right? And um, a lot of people don't know that in reality, that was our original word for God. In comedic times, it was spelled N-G-R, but you only pronounce the sound, nigger. In Aram, Ethiopian, Aramic, Aramic language in Ethiopia, um, it was called naga. That meant ruler, king. The oldest Christian Bible in the world it's called the Kabanagas that they got back from the British Museum and put it back into a museum in Ethiopia. Um, in um, uh, Asia, the Nagas are the people who created the Buddha. The Naga was a black woman with a half, half woman, half serpent, who they ended up becoming oh, no, no, a Naga and they walked out the ears. That's why we got countries like Nicaragua, Nigeria, Nakasami. You got to think about it. Why did they start using this word? Why did they demonize this word? One, three, three, five, seven, four, pound key. Then you hit one and then pound key. Then you end on the call. We we hear you. But let me ask you this. Yeah. One more thing. And I trip how it seemed like it's written in our DNA to defend this word. Now, we use it freely amongst each other, but let another race use that word, and we defend it like if you was in a room full of Muslims and you tried to diss the word Allah. They will go off on you. And I've been seeing black people go off on it without any knowledge of this being a sacred word that shouldn't be disrespected. I'm like, I'm like amazed that, it, that we're doing stuff that we don't even understand that it goes all the way back to our ancient lineage. Even when we pour our liquor to the homies, that's called pouring out libation. When we pray at my church, we pour our water into a plant because we're giving back to God, thus we come from. Nothing more powerful than God, nothing more powerful than nature. 
We come from God. We come from nature. So we pour our water into the into nature, into the, in the into God. Thus we come from when we pray, praying harmonies to the all, because God is the Almighty All. What was your question? Well, um, I was I was looking at you know the the word you know N I G, and I was putting a apostrophe uh, uh, E R there, but you know there are so many uh, different literary uh, you know. Um, uh, definitions for the word. Even even one um, 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 literary says that uh, the term is a, is a colloquial term for people who are dark skinned. Instead of you know instead of, uh, of of saying you know what you were just explaining what the word the root word meant. Um, even here, I was looking at you know even in Africa, uh, it speaks of the humanity or uh, the heredity of black people. But the actual word itself, where did the actual word itself come from? The the comedic word? Yes. It, it was spelled N-G-R, and it was pronounced Nick-G-A-R. That was our comedic word for God. And and then, I, like I said, then a different time period where the Arabic language was out with the Ethiopians, they came up with Nagat. Uh, which stood for ruler and king. And then, like I was saying, with the oldest Bible in the world, it's also called the Kaaba, which means spirit body. See, Ka-Rise means spirit rises. Ka meaning spirit, Ra, rise, meaning spirit rises. That's what the whole Horus and the falcon on the head was about, because that was a symbol for the spirit rising. That's where you get the Ka-Rise uh, uh, with the two arms up. One, you know, one arm up, up on each side of you, you know, uh, going straight up like this and um, 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 bent at the elbow, you know, going straight up. That was the spirit rising symbol, the ka-rise. That's where ka-rise comes from. So, you know, uh, this is what's really confusing about this. Because initially it was a word of royalty. Correct. Correct. And they demonized it and taught us to put negative energy into that word. Yeah, but then, then, when it changed into the English language, uh-huh. it became a derogatory word or an ethnic slur against the black people. Correct. How did they know that they were calling royalty? I mean, if you really look at it. All right? this time, on the East Coast, we say, yo, God, yo, God, what's up, God? But all the time we've been saying, yo, nigga, yo, not knowing, we're really saying, yo, God, yo, God, yo, God. We've been still called. They've been calling us gods the whole time. That's what we don't understand. Yeah. Everybody we are but us. Come on now. All right. Well, we do have a caller online. That's Let's Larry Hatcher. That is Larry Hatcher. Let's get them on. All right. Is this Larry? Yes, it is. Oh, all there. right, all right, all right. That's what I'm talking about, my boy Larry Hatcher. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a one of the first platinum artists ever. But he's back there with them. He's the OG. He's from the P Funk era. He's here. He's live. This is my boy, Larry Hatcher, ladies and gentlemen, from George Clinton Parliament. Like I was telling you, he wrote for Boys and Men. That was his group. Uh he wrote the song Mama, I'm sure of that. Uh he wrote a lot of songs for Ohio Players, Earth Wind and Fire. You know, he worked with James Brown, Prince, all of that, which I'm going to let him tell his own, you know, his own story. 
And we're going to talk about what me and him got going on, what we really going to do for society. You know, we got a movement going on. And, um, you know, what's up, Larry? How are you, brother? Thanks for calling in. to Compton Politics, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Thanks for calling in, taking the time out for us. Not a problem. Not a problem. Hello, listening audience. Hello. Yes, 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 man. You know, uh, the audience has been waiting on you. You know what I'm saying? They're excited. And uh, I just got a couple of questions. And um, what have you been doing lately, man? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, music, film, television, and trying to stay on this side of the world. You know how it is. Trying to uh, be creative, touring, and different things here and there. Yep. Yeah. So back in, back in, I'm going to go, you know, because I know, you know, you're probably tired of stuff like that, and I want to just not rush you, but I want to respect you at the same time. Uh, what was it like, what's the difference between the uh, what's going on nowadays and how fast it is, everybody's independent, to where really y'all the first ones, you know, the peace funk, punkadelic was really independent too. What's the difference now to you? Well, as far as uh, music composition, as far as... Yeah. Writing and composing yeah. music, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, just the business uh, overall. You know, you got time. You know, just the business overall. You, what the difference do you see? You know, uh, it's it's more or less a uh, uh, technology age today, where it actually took real talent to make music back then. You had to become uh, a musician to practice your craft, to learn how to play and write music. Where today, all you need to know is. Um, computer technology to rip off uh, by other people work by sampling and or be able to pound out a beat and put a sample beat, sample beat and loop it which loop means uh, over and over and over and you make changes in it and it's just a technology stage that you go through to uh, basically make records. Back in the day, we did all that by playing instruments and uh, collectively coming together, making music. And it's it's a different world these days, you know. That you still have some talented people out there that that are composing music, but for the most part, everything is done by sampling and or just looping, like I said, and taking ideas and. You know, rappers started with that kind of stuff. It, it's it's a it's not that complicated if you know how, what to do and how to do it. But it doesn't take it. It does take talent to rip other people's stuff out, really, because it you know it's still it. Well, have you ever heard a song? Sometime, well, I hear mostly musicians that hear songs like this, where the time signature is off or somebody's singing out of key. Uh, I don't. But now they got. Uh, Auto tune, which right. means you can sing, you can sing out of tune, and the computer will correct it. Ask Jennifer Lopez. Oh, come on now. Wow, she used that. And, and so does a lot of other people. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm just saying it. It makes a person that. I mean, how do you explain Jennifer been making records for as long as we know? But how long has she been on tour? Mm. I mean, she only started touring two years ago. But that's that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. She she tells you that herself. 
she she was she'll tell you she had a fear of going on tour because she really couldn't she didn't consider herself a singer. She'll tell you she considered herself a dancer. But it's it's not look. I would rather not be able to sing too and make as much money as she make when she go on tour. I mean, it's, it's, it's don't let's don't put so much on talent and being able to sing. I mean, the people that are making money these days don't have the ability to have the talent to write music. So, I mean, so what is it all about? That's why most people are not learning how to play an instrument because they figure they don't have to. Right. So it's it's uh-huh. not it's not a degrading thing. It's just that it's today's music. It's today's world. So when you say a person can't sing and they own auto tune, Jamie Foxx uses auto tune, but he uses it as an effect. So it's it's not a bad thing, and everybody knows Jamie Foxx can sing. Exactly. Of course. So it, has, it, it it has nothing to do. With talent, you know, they, if you can carve out a song, uh, you can beat out a song, it's, it's talent is in the eye of the beholder. Wow, that's interesting, you know. Um, how long, I mean, how long have you, was you with, I mean, how long have you been in music? When was your first start? I know it wasn't just your first beginning with George Clinton, you know, the Parliament, you know, the Funkadelic, the Funkadeers and all that. And I'm just saying, I don't know, was it something before that? Yeah. Manhattan's Dramatics. You know, um, it, it, it stems back from, <laughs> you know, um, I want to go outside in the rain. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. Um, you know, been doing it quite some time, and if you're lucky to be able to have a career as lustrous and long as I've had it, then consider yourself lucky. I mean, there are some people that can do just one thing, you know, score and write, play music, play with a lot of different artists, various artists, produced a lot of records from Motown and MCA, Universal, uh, Capitol, you know, if you're lucky to be able to produce, sing, and be an artist and work at record labels, then you consider yourself a part of the full spectrum of being that type of talented musician. And I think when you're a, tech, a technical musician, then you kind of leave some of that stuff out. But, I mean, hey, look, Calvin Harris, here's a DJ that makes $48, $60 million a year playing records. Now he's starting to make his own records, but before then he was just spinning other people's records. A DJ making forty to sixty million dollars a year. That's a lot of money just to be playing some music. We got hey, we got a DJ on the phone too. You making that type of money, uh Sensei? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Larry, man, I really appreciate you on the line, man. You know, your story is really interesting, and I'm sure people are, you know, going to be able to come back and listen to this. And, you know, like I said, I appreciate you, my brother. My man, Larry, go way back. Like I ain't saying about way, way back, but we go way back. That's my big brother. He's one of my major, major mentors in the industry. He's the one I go to when I need some real advice because I know he ain't going to lie to me about the business. You feel me? Well, you know, you you don't don't count yourself out. So you might might be talented yourself, 
young man, uh, working those cameras and being a hell of a drummer yourself. So, you know, let's, let's give credit where credit due. It ain't all about me. You're one of those musicians, too, that can uh, do production when it comes to film and television. I don't know if you've ever spoke on that on your behalf, but you have worked with me on a lot of my production stuff when it comes to the Magic Fashion Convention. So let's let's put a feather in your cap, too, because uh, you've saved me and worked with me on many a days uh, in Las Vegas and in the uh, L.A. fashion uh, era. So... So talk about yourself too now. Pat yourself on yeah. the back. It ain't all about me. It's all about people like yourself, good people like you. I appreciate that. You know, uh, Larry, uh, uh, as he saw what he was producing, Larry was the first guy really to be. I'm talking about for real. You know the thing they call Fashionista. Larry started that. Larry Hatcher started Fashionista at the Vegas show. We was out there. He was. He had me as the editorial cameraman for. The what was that? The Vegas? What you call that show? The Magic Fashion. The Magic Show. We was a, he was the editor, production for the Magic Show. Was the first guy to ever put a podcast on your phone. We did that. We was <laughs> right there doing it together. I'm telling you, we was the first guys to ever blast it out at at the at the Vegas Show. I mean, we did a lot of things. I mean, this guy was working with the guy. You know the things when you see on film where they have multiples of guys. And it's just multiples of millions of guys, and it's just really it's only right, maybe maybe it might be a hundred people. That's that's Larry. You know what I'm saying? That's him. That knew the people that do that to make it multiple people. You think it's a million people, but they just add them under software. I mean, the dude is a very well uh, brilliant guy, and he's put me around a lot of stuff that I can't even tell people. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the type of guy Larry is. Like I said, I appreciate him coming to the show. I know we got a couple of people on the radio. Uh, on the show, and I know they have a couple of questions. Like I said, I don't want to hold you up, but I just appreciate you even just coming to the line on 2016. You start off uh, T25 so well for 2016, and we are very happy to have you. We are happy to have you. Uh, anybody's on the line? Uh, um, Rosalind, you know Joe on the line. You on the line. I don't know if it's Chief on the line. We ain't really going to hold them up too long. Just want to get some questions. If you have anything else to say, we're going to talk about what we're trying to do, if you don't mind, as far as with the community, with the new program we're coming out with. We're going to talk about that after they have the questions. And we can just cut it short because I don't want to just go too long with it. Anybody okay, have no, any I questions? Mean, now? Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, my time is your time. You know, with you, whatever you need from me, you got it. So, All right. I mean, whatever you need, we can cut it short or we can extend it. Whatever you want to do, I'm I'm here for you. Okay, so uh, we're going to open up the uh, – we have the questions. Any questions out there, uh, Rosalyn? Um, not on the chat board as of yet, but I, I did have a few questions myself, if you don't Go mind. Go right on ahead. Go right on ahead. You got the flow. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, Larry. This is Rosalyn, and I'm one of the principal owners here at T25CL Entertainment and T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. And um, welcome. Welcome to the family, Lorenzo's family. That definitely Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, let me ask you, you go back with with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelics, correct? That's correct. And uh, now, see, I I mean, I I, I come from that era. Yes, I do. uh, (laughs) But may may, may the funk stay on you. Come on now. Let the P funk be. Keep on rocking. Make mine the P. 
but you know the the, the history of uh, the Parliament Funkadelics. You know they they say that the P Funk started with either Parliament Funkadelics or Plainfield, New Jersey Funkadelics. You know, but that's uh, right. That's uh, right. When, when you when you go back and you look at the history of George Clinton and the Funkadelics and yourself and the whole group. I mean, you have laid such a foundation for the post-disco, post-punk music groups of the 80s and 90s, and even now, today, when we look at the different groups, what's going on? Uh-oh. What was that? What's going on with the world? Um, but you were about the uh, individuals, even like like you say, uh, um, Oh, Jennifer Lopez, and, you know, different people who uh, get on stage and, and want to perform and, and are afraid to get up on the stage to perform. But she gets up there and does her thing. The girl's got it going on, okay? Um, There's no question. I mean, how many people you know that, you know, she, she, she she's like a Jamaican. She has so many jobs. She don't know what to do. She has a television series. She's a judge on American Idol. Yeah. You know, she has a fragrant line. She has clothing. I mean, you know, look, I, even if you wanted to say something bad about Jennifer Lopez, you couldn't because, you know, it's, like I said, as long as it, it's, it's, it's uh, she's making the chips, she's making the cheddar, and yeah. she's doing yeah. it in abundantly. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's 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 what I want to. That's what I wanted to really hone in on. Because we think about the music and the style and the legacies that you had set from years before that to now, to today. You have your Jennifer Lopez who's getting out here doing her thing. You have Jennifer Hudson uh, out there doing her thing. And she just, you know, just recently really getting herself out there. But she's making her mark. You have um, so many um, artists today that are making their mark today. But do you believe that with you having meshed with so many with your talent of writing and and every aspect of the industry. Do you think that there has been something that has been lost from the time that you started in this business to now? Has there been something lost in the music business? Well, Well, yeah, the the, the knowledge of being able to creativity of that's why music is, is, I mean, when there's 20 and 30 years from now, the nostalgic or the standard of music will be, or, or there are some people that's making standards. And standard is the, the, the definition of a standard is something that when you hear it 30 years from now will not even be old. Now, of course, there are some rap music that would be considered standard too. But then some of it is just, you know, a way just to make money. But if something, yes, there's a lot being lost. The creative aspect of of making music because, you know, even though if you add a computer to a keyboard and the knowledge of that, you will go much further than than trying to just lift the sounds or the creative process of another person's song. If you you add the computer knowledge of creating or playing a keyboard, I mean, you can... You can take one person sitting down at a keyboard and orchestrate a whole movie score. 
or write a whole album. And you can do that, the same token by doing it with sampling, but it's a lot more complicated. You can only sample so many parts and stretch and pull and and, and, and take up the, the, that creative process and make it into many things, but you can play what you want if you have the technology of playing a chord instrument like a guitar or either a keyboard. And if anybody out there that is young that really want to learn how to play an instrument, my suggestion to you would be play the keyboard because all music is taken from the keyboard, drums, beat, horns. You're going to have a keyboard and play horn and play all the parts there is. Mm -hmm. So. Keep and, and guitar as well because it's a card instrument now. You can play keyboard now on the guitar with a certain type of uh, pedals that you can buy and stuff. So the knowledge of music right now has changed because it's just so different. But I suggest that the talent lies beyond, uh, you know, uh, just wanting to become on a, a stage musician. You want to be educated in the point where you can make standards and get paid forever. You know, once you create a song like that, uh, a song from the beginning, or uh, do a masterpiece work of scoring a movie, which means the music, the movement part of a movie, when the the music tells you what's about to happen in the movie. You know, it's, it's building, you know. And so that's what you was missing. That's what kids not getting today. The knowledge and and the school programs out of the school. I mean, I remember when Lorenzo was trying to put programs back in school when he was working with Madonna. I don't know if he ever tell you about that. Um, and you know, here's here's an element. I mean, Rick Ross. Uh, I'm not talking about the Rick Ross that we all know. I'm talking about yeah. Lorenzo Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, that's that's the real Rick Ross. I mean. How somebody is gonna pick up your name because you had a, you know, you you said president of of a lifestyle, and somebody said, well, you know, I want that lifestyle, and I'm gonna be the gangster of music. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but the you know the bottom line is, you know, Lorenzo friend, and I met the day he got out of jail. Lorenzo, I was at his house. Lorenzo took me over his house to meet that man, and that guy, the real Rick Ross, and our friends today because of Lorenzo. Because of Zoe, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, you know he, um, and you know I, I look at that, and, and I look at all aspects of it. That, that's a very good question that you asked, but yeah, that's, that's a step that's lost. But I'm telling you, these kids these days, you know, with the dancing and everything, and you know what, man, I tell you, the creativeness of dancing. I remember the time. Do y'all remember the time when? Afrocentric people used to wear their shirt tails out, and people used to look at us like, oh, they're so embarrassing. You got his shirt tail out. Now it's fashionable. We mm -hmm. create so many, so many fashionable things when it comes to sayings, words, steps, dance, clothing, and concept that it's ridiculous that we don't get, you know, compensated for that kind of stuff. You know, you get these high fashion people come in and take the a certain type of style, and they sell it, then they don't want us to use it or wear it and use it against us. 
Well, let me ask you this because, you know, I, we, we talk about the fashion. We talk about the music that, that's been, you know, uh, orchestrated years ago that, you know, so many of the young people even now today are, are uh, sampling. Um, but I, you were talking about the Manhattans. Now, I, I know you know my friend, Gerald Austin. Yeah, I signed him to a deal over at Motown when he would, did a solo art. Solo. I was over at Motown when he came over. Yeah. But I had worked as, as, that, as their musical director for years with uh, Winford Lovett, uh, the bass singer, and Gerald, and Sonny Bivins, and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was their musical director for years, along with the dramatics at the same time. And you have a, you, and that's another, what's so key about your talent. You're able to cross over to, from R&B to funk to, you know, um, um, do you even have dealt in some jazz? Oh, jazz and country. Well, if you're a musician, you can do all that. I mean, I, and, and, okay, I don't want to put so much emphasis, but if you're a musician, you understand the lingo and the language. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody ever noticed when they asked Pharrell about uh, 6-8 time when he was being um, a question as um, in the court about the song that he made for uh, uh, that was in question that was Marvin Gaye's song. And he said he was inspired by Marvin Gaye. But actually it was an exact ripoff of Mm -hmm. Got to Get It On, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But they asked him, did he know? He said, well, I have a musicologist here that can answer all your questions. And, and then the, the, the guy that was asking the question said, well, I'm asking you if you know what it is. He said, well, I didn't come here to give you a music lesson because well, he didn't know the answer to it. But that's okay. Once again, would you rather be knowledgeable in the music business or have Pharrell money? Have Pharrell money. <laughs> okay, then. So, I'm, so, hey, because I'm sure I'm going to get it. Hey, because I'm sure I'm going to get it for myself, okay? I'm like, for real. I am it for real. A bad thing. It, it ain't a bad thing. So, what I'm talking about is not a bad thing about not knowing the knowledge of music. I, I mean, Jennifer Lopez, Pharrell, there's a lot of them out there. It's today's music. Yeah. You know, but then you have people like, um, uh, what's his name, that, uh, uh, plays the keyboard with uh, the marriage of the model. What um, John Legend? Is it And look how much look how much stuff. He, look, he wrote he wrote one of the theme songs for for uh, Selma. And you know, it, it, you go a long way if you know the knowledge and the you know what. Six, eight, four, four, and three, four time mean. Those are key signatures that let you know how many beats per measure and how many notes within a bar. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't tell you that because they don't know the answer to that. I mean, I can ask some, answer some music questions for you, but the bottom line is being able to know the difference between a quarter rest and an eighth note, mm-hmm. and a quarter and a quarter rest. I mean, it is it's it's all out there. But once again. It, it, I don't think it really mean that much if it is and it's not. I would say learn it because it can go much further. 
and you can play all different genres of, of music. You can do country, and you can know the real meaning of it. Don't fake the funk or you'll know what shall they grow. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. You have any more questions, Rosalind? No, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Thompson Politics. What about your knowledge? Oh, I did have a call from Arizona. I apologize. Okay. That might be my father. Okay. Uh, <laughs> call from Arizona. Give us your name. Where are you calling in from? Who is this on the line? This comes to politics. Who is this on the lines? Uh-oh. All right. I guess, you know, it's one of them solid night people. This is 2016, <laughs> y'all. You know, uh, call you yeah. Okay. Was that somebody spoke? No. Oh, okay. Hey, hey. Yeah, you know, like I was saying, uh, me and uh, Larry, we've been friends for a long time. A lot of things going on right now, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if we want to speak on what we're gonna be doing later on in the future for people out there in society that's you know um, that have difficult you know that have difficult times in court you know paying for court. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, it's a little something going on with Larry right now that we're just going to speak a little bit on. But it's just something that, you know, you got guys like a, from a, on the Larry Factor, you know, he's from the hood and stuff like that, you know. But at the same time, he's been living a life of, you know, not having to work, you know. In, in, in life, sometimes things in your life happens and it'll wake you up to bring you, to bring you back to recognize that, wow, if if this happening to me and, and they're doing this to me, would imagine if they're doing it to somebody that can't take care of it like me. And and this is the position Larry in. And he came to me, and it's interesting because this is something that came about what I want to do. I want to be able to help people that can't afford to fight court cases. You know what I'm saying? So me and Larry coming together to uh, start an organization, get our nonprofits, put it together, and we're going to start helping people that can't afford to fight against the system. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to raise a lot of money. We're going to raise a lot of millions and millions of dollars. We're going to be part of the only corporation and nonprofit out here that's going to be helping paying free court cases for people because we know how America is railroading people. And I think I can let Larry speak on that just a little bit, you know what I mean, on why this is happening, why this movement is coming about just like, empowering people of color, that movement. We're going to push all this together, but I think it's a very enlightening thing for 2016 to, that we're developing an organization out there that's going to be able to help people that's really innocent, have enough funding to fight against the system. You know what I mean? So that's another way of, you know, stopping uh, brown and black going to prison is being able to have enough revenue to fight against them. And it don't take much. It don't take really much. It just takes a little to show that uh, you're innocent, you know. So I don't know if Larry wants to speak on a little bit on what's going on and how we're coming together on this subject and on this manner. Well, you know, for the most part, you know, I I wish there was a way to keep 12% of the population of this country from being 90% of the people that's incarcerated. It's it's just a bad thing to to know that back in the day before the cell phone technology that they used to say, well, he had a gun and he had a knife, and we know now why he had a gun and he had a knife, because it was planning on it. And they made a lot of movies about it, but in real life, 
it ain't funny, you know, and people are spending time in jail. I mean, I just heard about a guy today that spent 30 years in jail for something that they didn't do. They finally found the right person that committed the crime. But what Lorenzo is speaking of is that they are Afrocentric people and black and brown people that go to jail for things that they don't do, and the reason why they can't get out of their predicaments because they don't have enough finances to hire the great attorneys to get them out of it or to do the work, you know, to to get them out of this, this, this jail. Because if you hire a public defender because you have a lack of you have a lack of money because you can't afford a real attorney, and not that a public defender is not a real attorney, it's just that that public of, public defender I call them public offenders. Right, hey, we call them public pretenders. And you would be right with that name too. Uh, <laughs> you would be because they have so much work piled up, and they're really friends of the court because they see the DA every day. So they make deals among themselves. And so you got a person that's coming in. I'm not saying that everybody, all black people and all brown people are innocent. Some people deserve to be in jail and locked up and throw away the key for the, the horrible things that they've done. But what about the people that are innocent? You know, I'm dealing with a situation now. I mean, I've heard Denzel talk about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. You know, how, you know, the, the police officers, you know, they, it's funny, though, how you see a lot of Afrocentric people in jail for things that, I mean, why are we 90%? We're not that bad that we, we deserve to be in jail locked up for things that we didn't do. But you got to have the right attorney, and they got they like to get paid, you know. And so what Lorenzo is talking about, we're going to try to, or we're going to set forth an effort to try to raise enough money to do the research on a person and why he's in jail. We're not trying to get bad people out of jail. We're trying to get innocent people from going to jail. So the way to do that is you raise money and you do the research of a person on the crime that was allegedly committed. And if there's any any legitimacy about them being arrested, then we can put up the money to have a, a real good attorney to go help that particular person out. It's real simple because there, there are a lot of people, man, in jail that didn't do what they did, man, uh, allegedly said that they did, and it's a problem. I mean, look at how many people that we see on television that, I mean, that's incident I'm thinking about in the Carolinas where the guy was running away from the police. He shot him and then went and dropped the gun beside his body, and he didn't know he was being taped. I mean, the guy that they choked, he said, I can't breathe. And he was supposed to be allegedly selling loose cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Selling loose cigarettes. Now the man is no longer here because somebody want to play cop and be yeah. bad and mess with somebody that's 
sitting up, and he didn't even have cigarettes on him, and they're accusing him of selling little cigarettes. We can't help him because he's, he's dead. They killed him. And those people didn't do any time, man. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know if it's ever going to be right, but we got to try to do something to make it right. You know, and this is Lorenzo's idea and concept, and I told him anything I could do to help him, I would be more than happy to try to help him with it because I do know, but once again, there's a lot of innocent people out there. So, you know, your listening audience, if you try to stay free and if you've been stopped by the policeman, don't get smart. Just try to abide by what they're asking you to do. In some cases, it's kind of hard. I understand that. But just do what you can do to to abide by their what they're asking you to do and then go on and go home alive. You know, and because it's, it's really, to me, it, it, it makes me very sad to know that mostly us that are dying by some of these bad police officers. It's not, you know, it's how many times I, I, I actually saw this. I taped it. I saw a white police officer that had pulled his gun out on a white guy driving a car and his window was down, and the police ran up beside the car, telling him to cut the car off, and the man turned the car to try to hit the police officer. And the guy got out of the way, running after the police. As the guy backed up, he knocked something over, but his window was down, and the police ran into the up to the car on the driver's side where the guy was driving the car. And he kept the, the, guy, the white guy driving the car kept trying to hit the white policeman. Now, had that been a brown or black person, he would have been dead. Come on now. I got the video. I'm saying, wait a minute. This man is running around. The window is down. He's trying to hit the police officer. It's a white guy behind the wheel, a white police officer. And the guy backed up four or five times trying to hit the guy and going forward trying to hit the guy. And then the guy just pulled off and leave, not a shot fired. So, wow. I, I have it on tape, Lewis. I have to let you see it. But if, if, if you would see that, you would look at that and say, wait a minute now. Come on now. Come on now. You know what needs to be done, though, uh, Lorenzo and Larry, and you know, and it just give me a, a, when you say a light bulb, a light just went off. If if we have people would come together, because like you said, you videotape that, you have it on tape. Um, if we can compile so many and do a documentary, just just okay. If you were to have a fundraiser, and even a couple of fundraisers, a few fundraisers, or just continue to continue it on until you're able to start supporting some of these innocent people. Do a, comp, a, a, a documentary showing all these videos of these, of these killings, killings, and then these people, these cops are getting away with some, some of this. Uh, like you said, Larry, with him, if it was a black or brown brother, he would have been dead. He would have been dead. You know it. But you try to run over a cop? And just because you're white, he ain't going to shoot. 
And so if there was a documentary done, this is my idea, T25CL, <laughs> yes, put together a documentary of all these videos and have commentators in between these, okay? And if you like, as T25CL, that's what we do. That's what we do. We are filmmakers. To put all this together and then have a fundraiser with this film, with individuals, different testimonies, to help raise money, Lorenzo, okay? Yeah. raise money for this effort. Can you imagine the impact? And now, you know what? We have struggled so very, very over 400-some years, and the struggle still goes on. If we were to just look, my brothers, my sisters, Put down the color rags. Put down the red and the blue, okay? Let, let, let's let just, just come together as, as black, black black people, even the brown people. You know, the, our Hispanic brothers and sisters, they go through the same thing. Um, I, I know. I've seen it. I, I, I know many of them. They go through the same thing. If they were just, if we were to come together and just do something of that nature, and it can be done. There is no such word as can't. You can do it. It can be done. If we just sit down at a round table and just put it together, I mean, of course, there's going to be efforts of those who want to stop you. That's automatic. They're going to they, they want the truth to be out. But the truth is there automatically. It's out on the street. We see it every day. But it needs yeah. to, it needs to come to a head. So something has to be done. I think a big conference or something. Some type of conference, some type of, you know, uh, uh, just an open forum, a whole open forum about it. Well, you want to have, have structure. You want to have structure to it, Lorenzo. You want to yeah, have structure sure. to it. You want to do a, a documentary film, um, um, a fundraising um, uh, benefit that is for to protect the lives of the innocent. There's your title yeah. right there. Protect I like that. lives of the innocent. All right, that's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is Thompson Politics. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Your host tonight is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Our guest tonight is one of the greatest, Larry Hatcher, into the P-Funk era. The Man, he done did it all. He know about the music inside and out. He was there at the beginning, and he's going to be there at the beginning. Also, there's going to be no end. You can play with. Can you tell us who you don't play with? I mean, I know it's Prince, James Brown. I mean, you the horny horn. You know, explain to people what are the horny horns. Horny horns. <laughs> horny horns. No, no. It, what it is is uh, some very talented musicians. Uh, Fred Wesley, Maceo Parker. Hey, Maceo, blow your horn, Maceo. Horn. There you go. And, um, you know, we we had a illustrious career, man. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just, I, I can't believe it's, that I was the one because before, you know, there was a parliament before me. That's when the parliament was like the Temptations, you know, like a, a stand-up singing group when they had, I just want to testify what you love. That was Parliament too, man, and and Funkadelic was a band. So, um, it's it's uh, you know playing with Zap and Roger Troutman, rest his soul, and 
you know, Bootsy still kicking it and sweatband and all that stuff. It's it's been you know, Midnight Star, you know, Reggie Calloway and his brother. You know, I mean there's there's a whole bunch of people, man, that you know, it's funny that you guys got a, a very good show and it's Every now and then I have an interview like this, but you very seldom get a chance to stretch out talk about these type of subject matters. But I, I don't know, guys, if, you know, with this upcoming election and this Donald Trump thing and Hillary and everybody, you know, from the political standpoint of Republicans and Democrats, and I don't, well, we that's what your whole show is about politics, right? That's about everything. Uh, in politics, yeah. Yeah, but I'm telling you, man, that's, that's, you know, how is it that, let me see if I can say this right, less, less than 2% or less than 1% people, which are mostly Republicans, owns more than, how does that go? Is less than one percent of the people own them. Oh, owns more than ninety percent of the wealth. Mm-hmm. Hear, hear me wow. right. Wow. Less. In fact, I think it's like three point. But it's less than one percent of the people own more than ninety percent of the wealth. Just think about that. Well, how is you know, that? Well, because the rich get richer. I mean, if you think about how many rich people there are in the United States, you think there's a lot, but it's really not. You look at the Donald Trumps, the you know, the Warren Buffetts. You know, these the people that have these. If you you can go on the internet and look at how many billionaires there are, but there's there's not. And look how many black billionaires. You can count the black billionaires on one hand. So there's not many. So if it's if it's if it's ten thousand, look how many millions of people in the United States. So it's less right. than one percent that own ninety percent of the wealth. And the rest of us are either poor or middle class, and as we know the middle class are fading. It's fading. And so look, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to vote or what to do, but I'm just saying we got to be careful because there's there's one group, there's one party that only think about themselves and, you know, putting the money in their pockets. They're not thinking about health. Look what Obama tried to do to help poor people. He did a very good job, but he was very clever with it. He couldn't do too much. He couldn't say too much on that first term because they were whooping his ass. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was beating him up. They, but in that second term, he let loose. He did as much as he could do. He couldn't say that much. And nobody's never re, uh, disrespected a president as much as they disrespected this first black president, man. I mean, is this, you know, it's from the White House to the you-know-what house. And so I'm just, I'm just saying... At some point, man, we gotta change. I agree with you guys. We gotta change the 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 poverty makeup 
of what we go through. We don't own anything. We've got to start owning stuff. We've got to start controlling stuff. We've got to start making things that make sense. We're not doing that. We've got to own stuff. It starts by owning things. You know, uh, look what they're doing to Bill Cosby. I mean, I'm not saying... Now, come on, you know all of them women didn't go through all that stuff. Now, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Bill had to be real busy, boy. <laughs> I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm not saying that, hey, I'm not saying that he's 100% innocent, but he didn't do it. I think a lot of people just jumping on the bandwagon, man. And, you know, when he tried to buy NBC that time, I don't know if you guys know that. You're listening already you know that. He tried to buy NBC one time. They said, oh, no, 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 we can't have the the, the N word broadcasting company NBC mm. that's what that's what they was calling him when he was trying to buy the N word broadcast company they, what oh yeah I didn't know about that that's what he tried to buy NBC he had enough money to buy NBC it's like Michael Jackson at one point was fifty percent owner of CBS and they bought oh, yeah. y'all didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I know it. Michael Jackson, they owed him so much money when Thriller came out that they couldn't pay the man. They didn't have enough money to pay it. So when you don't have enough money to pay it, you have to start giving away stocks and shares. Bill Cosby didn't start until he tried to buy NBC. Then he, he, then, tried, he doing, then he started doing stand-up. And he was doing his own show and speaking his mind. And he said a few things that people were uncomfortable about. Uncomfortable about. And uh, yep. downhill from there. Yeah, man. I mean, if they want to get you, they're going to get you, man. But I, look, nobody knows it better than I do, man. But the paperwork, Here's another good advice for you guys. Lorenzo knows this because he does his practice all the time. Wherever you go, 7-Eleven, buy your candy, keep your receipts. When you're renting a car, keep your receipt. When you're flying somewhere, keep your receipt. That, and if you could pay for it with a credit card or however you pay for it, that is your mark of your whereabouts to say I was here and I did this and I did that. And that's the only reason why, I mean, but sometimes you can have those type of receipts and still they try to work it against you, but you got to keep your receipts. I mean, it sounds strange. Who want to keep up with receipts? Well, when they say, where were you at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock on the May 31st, 2011, I mean, it seemed like a whole lot of work to do to keep all those kind of receipts. But that's what I've done. And independent mm-hmm. people that work for themselves have to keep receipts anyway. You know, because you're an independent contractor and, you you know, you still got to pay Uncle Sam. You got to pay the taxes. But we got to be, you know, smart. We got to be, you know, you know, got to be smart with everything that we do. We, we, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think, man, that we we can't rise above it because there's only a few of us trying to do what you guys are doing. Look at this, this beautiful television, I mean, radio show that you guys have. 
you know, you're trying to make a difference. You're trying to put some good words out there, some some words of encouragement. But you know, we we need to we need to slow our row up a little bit because I know we're hungry and we need work and we can't nobody hiring us. But we we got to stop trying to you know and have a little bit more patience with our brothers and sisters, man. We we got to stop being so quick to hit somebody. You know, or to get mad with somebody, or to shoot somebody, we got to start working together as a unit. You know, and it starts with you know us talking to each other and stuff like that. It can be done, and you guys have the premise to do it. I think the show is great. You know, you guys got to keep up the good work. Whenever you need me, I can spread the word on the music tip. You know, but. You know, like you say, you talk about everything, you guys, and I, I think it's a good thing. It's a very good show, very good show. I can't thank believe you, it. Thank, thank you. Very good thank show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, we we uh you know we try, we are trying to make a difference, man, all the way around, because it's important for you let people have a voice out here, and that's one of the major things that makes our community weak. We let people don't we don't want to hear people. We don't want to hear the kids. We don't want to even hear the dogs bark. We don't hear the cat say meow, and all that stuff is very and all that stuff is very important. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it might sound crazy, but it's important to hear your dog bark and how he usually barks, so you can know oh, 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 somebody's oh, coming or not. Oh, oh, your P.O. your P.A. Oh, 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 your P.O. your P.A. I just want to say something about the music, the music industry. I, and what I what I what I came to terms with, I said back in the day, ninety percent of the people making music were grown folks. Now, ninety percent of me, people making music is young folks. Um, um, do you think I, I've been noticing um, conscious rappers trying to break the mold? Uh, uh, do you feel that 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 better music is coming down the chute, or uh, the consciousness of the music is rising up? Well, no, I, I don't know that better music is coming down because I think in order for it to be better music, you got to have better musicians. So once again, if, if the music, the best music that you're going to be able to make is going to be made by people that know the, the the theory of music. Therefore, you can make better music. If you're making music just by placing it bits and pieces, you're going to make good music but I'm saying you can't get the chord structure to be the way you want it to be if you're depending on something that's already been played. But if you want quality music, then you have to play the raised nines and the fifths and the augmented sevens and the chord progressions because you can pretty up a chord and play things a certain type of way. So what's coming down the pipe? Be honest with you. Who knows? And it was, it was, it was. And I'm, also, I, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm, also, and I'm also speaking on the message of the music. You know, you know, before we had messages, you know, that was meaningful and 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 with love, you know, about love and stuff like that. And and today's music, I mean, the moral compass of the music is just, just I mean. It's just it's really low right now. But like I say, when I, 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 I not, not only when I was saying better music as far as it's not as far as just the sound, but as far as the consciousness and the messages in the music. 
I will, uh, are people going to start back making what I call grown folk music again? That's the listen to. Because right now, I like music with no lyrics. <laughs> well, let me tell you something that's funny about what you just said. More than likely, if somebody made quality music like that, the young kids ain't going to want to buy it because it ain't what's happening. Even though you like that quality type music that has some saying and means something, they still want that trickery music. They still want that music that they're talking about somebody or some kind of clever rap or something. You know, if if somebody made, I'll play some quality music that you're talking about too. Some of my kids, remember what they told me? Man, that's old style. I don't buy one to hear that. <laughs> the song was quality song. But, see, I know the difference between playing a song that would have been played back in the 70s, 80s, or 90s and a song was played today. There's a way to mix both worlds and have a good concept. But wow. you got to be clever. you got to be clever in your effort. I can't give y'all my 11 herbs and spices or <laughs> everybody be able to make Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, there are some ingredients that you can apply to make good music. But you have to be, once again, you got to be smart about it. You know, and, and the bottom line is that Good question, too, man. What's coming down the pipeline? You, you, you got look what Pharrell did, man. Look what I mean. He ain't the only one that's doing it. Look what Two Chain and all these people doing. I mean, and, and and look what look what they're doing, man. You think these people know the value of a quarter note, a half note, a dotted eighth note, one e and a two? They don't know nothing about that. I sure I'm, don't know nothing about that. It's not like something about somebody overweight. That's what I'm saying. But see, but the quality of a note and the value of it is what's going to make quality music. You got, look, man, I'm trying to tell you folks that's listening at this great radio station that you, if if you want to do something, you can't be a doctor by saying, I'm going to just go out here and start cutting on a person. You gotta go to school, and then you gotta practice. I mean, these cats that said I want to be a musician, they say, okay, they the hell with going to school. They're saying, look, I know I can put a beat together. You just put something together, and before you know, you done build up a a kit, a drum kit, then you put some cards over it, you know. Uh, not even cards. You put some, a loop that you didn't need. The quality of music, if it hadn't been for people like John Legend and a few other people like Jamie Foxx and people that know how to play music, and I, you know, and see, I don't know if Jamie has his own radio station on Fox, the Foxhole. See, yeah, he do. He, he got the Foxhole, and he has the only, like he said, when you listen to the Foxhole. He said, you're listening to the only black satellite-owned radio station on satellite on Sirius XM. See, we don't, we don't own enough. I mean, we, 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 we got to start changing some things, you know, but there's not enough of us just trying to reach that process. 
music. I mean, come on, man. Movies. Look, we can make movies now. We can make, you don't have to have a, a very, you can make a movie with an iPhone, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing it now with this shot of videos. Yeah, yeah for YouTube, you know. With I with some iPhones, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is T two five CL dot com Galaxy Talk Radio. Man, this is a hot show tonight. We got Larry Hatcher on the line tonight. We got our other special guest, Rosalind. We got Joe Knowledge on the line. You know, everybody's a special guest. It's two thousand sixteen. Uh, like I say, hey, you know what? To ask you a question. I know you work with our girl, Larry. I know you work with our girl, Natalie Cole. Can you tell us anything about your experience with her? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hate to, well, yeah, I, I got a lot on her. We used to call her Wonder the Witch. I can't tell y'all why we used to call her that. But she and one of my horn mates, uh, Richard Cush Griffin, look him up. The two of them used to be real friends. If you can, try to stay clean. Because I I don't want to put nobody in business out there, but she could have still been with her if she had to have an earlier clean life, you know. Because what she she died from, so you know, just so happened I I'm one of the few people that I know coming up when I did that didn't smoke or drink. That's right, I didn't get high, you know. And Lorenzo tell you that I, I still don't get high. But, well, Richard you know, died in 2007. Huh? Richard Griffin, he died in 2007. That's right. And he he was a real good horn player, but he was one of one of my horn players. And he and Wanda used to hang. I mean, Miss Natalie Cole used to hang. And I know her valet, the lady that used to do all her wardrobe, and we used to hang out on the Isley Brothers' yacht. Down in uh, Marina Del Rey, uh, we had a great time. Ernie Isley, and Joe Busby, and Lou Silas. Wow, all those two by name are no longer here. No. But those are the people that ran the industry. Joe Busby was is responsible for New Edition, Babyface, and L.A. Reid, and all these hit songs, man, and ran MCA Records and then was running Motown and, you know, Clarence Avon, you know, names that people don't know anything about. You know, uh, Irving Azoff that used to run Live Nation. Now he's running MSG, Madison Square Garden. That's the guy that owns. Lorenzo could tell you this story. He invited me when they rebuilt the, the, um, the forum they gave us a tour. Lorenzo hooked up a very special tour with the owner of the forum. Remember that, Lo? I mean, yeah, Lowe? yeah. Right. I was there. I was there. You were there? Yeah. Well, we had. I asked. Remember the little white tour guide lady? Yeah. 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 I, saw, I started asking a question. I said. Well, doesn't Irving Azoff own this? And she said, yeah. Then I started asking her some more questions about so I said, he, he's running, he used to run Live Nation, but he's running MSG now. She said, 
what's your name, sir? I said, Larry, actually, she said, how do you know him? I said, well, I worked with him over when he was running Universal. He used to own Giant Records. And uh, I worked with him with Gerald Busby. She started writing my name to all this stuff. But shortly after that, I talked to him. He's one of the most powerful people there is in the industry. He's the one that took Phil Jackson and made him, you know, the manager over the Knicks at a Christmas party that we attended. So we got big, major things around us. We just got to pull things together because together, yeah. the knowledge that I have and the, and the connection that I have don't last forever. We just lost another member of Paul and Funkadelic, Mr. Ron Ford. Mm. You know, he was he was a, a the guy that had the big flashlight when we did flashlight. And he used to have the big flashlight. We just lost him. I mean, people go through a lot of different things, man. I wish we could change the world. If you guys need me, I'm here for you. But I just wish we could do some things to alter the pattern of the way that we 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 are maneuvering, and we need to do that. We need to do. I don't. It's just not impossible. It's just that it's a lot of work. But it starts with the show like you guys have. It this is this is it's it sets uh, the drumbeat of the way we should be, and to start a dialogue, you know, for music, and for, and you know, if we could just try to get along, man, and stop all of the hate hating. Yeah. Haters, haters gonna hate, but we gotta yeah. start trying. Just work, man, and the show is the best thing that I've heard about so far. And so you got to keep it going. You two got to keep it going. You guys got to do it, you know. And um, I'm telling you right now, man, you guys keep it going, however you got to do it, by what ever means necessary. Yeah, well, you know what, I appreciate that, man. You know, we all appreciate that, especially coming from you, a guy like you, you know, Larry Hatcher. Um, I'm so um, excited. I'm so happy that this first show, this is my third, I'm going on my third year, you know what I mean, today. And it's a blessing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that, man. Yeah, I didn't know that either. You know what I mean? It's the third <laughs> year. It's the third, it's the third January, you know. And it's a blessing on how uh, you never know how far you can go when something, like you said, you got to just try something. You got to just do it. I mean, um, who's to say, uh, how did I know I was going to end up Listen to George Parliament and them back in the seventies, and then here it is. I'm talking to a, a, one of the main members now. That's my one of my dear friends. I mean, you know, God is good. You know what I'm saying? And I just one quick story. One quick story. We did the Funk Festival at the L.A. Coliseum. You've seen the pictures, Lorenzo. Uh, O.M.G. Sold it out all around. Over 120, 30. Thousand people there at the LA Coliseum on the on the on the ground and on the floor, but the people that broke in that tried because they couldn't buy no ticket and they was real young was uh, uh, Ice Cube and Dre, young kids, and the police had they jumped over the fence and they was gonna arrest them, and I saw them had them all up against the fence and I said, hey, hey, what you hey what's going on? Well, we caught him climbing over the fence, and we're going to arrest him. I said, no, 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 these are my guests. These are my guests. You uncuff them. You've got my, or maybe somebody took, I don't know what happened, but un, they're coming with me. They, here's a pass. From, I think it was about three or four of them. I gave them wow. pass. 
took him in the in the back room in the in the dressing room. I said, man, you guys got. I I didn't know from anybody. I just saw some young brothers being roughed up and getting ready to be arrested. And why would you be arrested on the first day of the farm festival? They came and there was young kids that's trying to enjoy. They couldn't buy no ticket, so I didn't know they were going to end up being who they were. And we talked about that. Me and Eddie Griffin, when we did, he was doing the Malcolm and Eddie show. Uh, and Dre, we had meetings with Dre about the work that we were going to do. It's a whole lot of stuff that we could talk about whenever you guys want to talk about it. But, I mean, it's just so much history. But, you know, it doesn't last forever, man. We've we got to do something about it while we can. Because everybody... Give me my roses now. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. You know what I mean? I just want to just, anybody have any last questions for Larry? Because, you know, we're going on two hours, y'all. Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Renzo, um, uh, I just want to tell everyone about the upcoming shows for this week. Uh, of course, we have um, tomorrow night we have The Hired Brush, which is Barbara McGee. Uh, she is the makeup artist to the stars. Of course, she has a phenomenal show as well, uh, and she has some uh, great topics with her show. Uh, um, my show, which is on uh, Wednesday night, uh, I'm going to have uh, Mr. Frank Graves, who is, uh, oh my goodness, this gentleman is a musician, songwriter, actor extraordinaire, who's been in the industry for uh, quite some time as well. Um, but he's he's been with uh, several, several uh, artists that he has uh, played with, sang with, uh, performed with. Uh, so he'll be on my show on Wednesday night at 7.30. And uh, from a family here, T25CL is one of the owners, and my partner is Andre Ward. Uh, we just want to thank um, Gee, we're really honored with your presence, Mr. Larry Hatcher. Uh, yeah, and I met you. I remember meeting you at the, at the forum, and uh, – I talked to you about a show, too. But you know what? This is great because, you know, when you start hooking up with Lorenzo and we start planning things, things will come to fruition when you say people need to work at it. It's hard work, but nothing that is not hard work that's – it's nothing that's, that's hard work that's put, put your hand to the plow is not worth it. you got to just know that whenever you do the hard work, there's going to be a great reward. And I believe that what you're, you're endeavoring to do um, will be a great reward for all those who are definitely needing your help. So on behalf of T25CL Entertainment and Galaxy Talk Radio, we want to thank you. And you're a partner for your family now, of course, because when Lorenzo, Lorenzo, this is your 78th show. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, you're almost there. You're almost there, brother. Getting that set. That's the honey mark. Almost. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Do me one favor. Do me one favor. The makeup artist is going to be there tomorrow night. Would you guys make sure you get her information for me? Yes. Yes, I will. Because we we can probably save her some money on her makeup when she gets it. I'll explain that to you guys later. But I'm always willing to help somebody but and, and give somebody some work. So please just pass it on to me, Zoe, when you get a chance. All right, for sure, for sure. And then what I'll do is I'll put your contact information um, from, from Zoe as well. Is that okay, Larry? Of course. You're family mm-hmm. too now. It works both ways. That's right. Come on now. That's it. That's it. But, yeah. 
<laughs> and and of course, I always want to mention about uh, our upcoming uh, release of our um, movie United We Stand, which was a docu entertainment film that we did a concert here at the Warner Grand Theater. It was a great concert that we did, but it was a documentary as well uh, regarding the plights of Africa. And you know what? We just deal with the roots of our people, and so that's going to be out soon. And we're looking to do more concerts, and we are definitely looking into assisting with the endeavors of doing this benefit. It could be a benefit concert, whatever can be done to help to protect the innocent. So let's let's plan on that as well. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Is there any more oh, questions? Call me in. Call me in. Hello, hello. Yes, hello, Evelyn. How are you? I'm doing well, Lorenzo. I just want to congratulate you on your 78th show, uh, and thank you for the invite. It was very interesting, and about the uh, protecting the innocent. Uh, my son did go through that, and we also need to educate people that are going to court. They need to learn the law as well, and not just depend on the attorneys. They need to know what their rights are as well. So thank you so much for the invite. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We have a superstar on the line also. Uh, man, that's one of my business partners. Uh, we've been, she's from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we're doing some wonderful programs out there working with the kids. We did the model photo shoot. This is the lady who brought the young girls from Phoenix to Arizona, to uh, California. We did a photo shoot with these young ladies that never had opportunity you know, to even go through a being real models. I mean, it was a very enlightening. I mean, this woman is also a gospel singer. Um, she went and tore up my, the city up in by San Diego about three weeks ago when I did my little speech. So look out for we traveling around the nation helping and changing lives together. So, you know, it's just not just the person that just called in. That's one of my business partners from another state. You know, I go state to state with people. I just don't stake... Um, in a domestic area, I go all over the nation. So uh, this is Compton Politics. Do anybody have any last questions for Larry Hatcher? Uh, if not, we can go ahead and say all the things. Let's give up um, to everybody that in the past away just recently, even y'all loved ones. Let's just say some rest in peace, quick blessing for them. And uh, anybody have any more questions for Larry before we leave? No, I think we're good. Though you had a very good show tonight. All right, thank you very much. Um, this was a great show for two, the first beginning of 2016. I'm going to keep on continuing on making uh, these shows positive. Uh, you can go back later on and pull up the show and use it for marketing, branding purposes for yourself. Play it at the church in your car. If you're around your friends, you don't have nothing to listen to, pull it up on your app, go to the app, get the app on your phone, t25cl.com. You can listen to 24-hour music. You can get your music played on T25 24 hours a day. You can get your music sold on T25 24 hours a day. And your movies and et cetera, books, poetry, CDs, anything you have. This is one of the top Internet uh, sales machines in the world. So uh, check it out. Get the app, T25CO.com. It's the app you can get on your phone. and Check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. It's Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, I want to thank you, Larry, for calling in. Thank you for, um, you know, giving us your wonderful story. Us my pleasure. It's my pleasure. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I do. I'm going to count down from five. You know, when I count down from five, you already know. We're going to shut down. Five, four, three, two, one. Compton uh, and Paula Good night, everybody. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.